Hello, I'm Pete Toriello. And I'm Maureen Toriello. And it's time for the Sonic Boomers number 84. And this is our uh, Thanksgiving 2021 edition. Of the Sonic Boomers podcast. Yeah, I can't believe that we've done 84 shows. I can't believe we came up with 84 things yeah. to talk about. I can't remember <laughs> all of the shows that we've done out of the 84. I can think maybe a half dozen of them, and that's about all that I can remember. Uh, I, I remember a lot, but and I'm always kind of surprised when I go back and look at the the list on Spotify and, you know, look back a few times. And I was like, oh, I forgot that one. Oh, I forgot we did that. And the good news is, if you are new to the Sonic Boomers podcast, all of our previous shows are available for you to listen to. Now, it's only maybe the last 15 or 20 at most that are available as face Facebook videos, because originally we just started this out as an audio podcast. And then we added the, the video section, which we put up on Facebook and on YouTube. But all of the shows are available. You can hear them on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts on Google Podcasts, on iHeart Podcasts, Anchor, Anchor.fm, Radio Public. Well, all the play, all the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the videos are available in on Pete Toriello on Facebook, also available at Maureen Conroy Toriello on Facebook, and at the Sonic Boomers Podcast on, on Facebook. Facebook. And remember, if you haven't heard the show before... It's new to you. And two of the ones that we are to this day the most proud of are probably the, the two shows that were the most serious shows that we did and the most, I think, emotionally gut-wrenching for the two of us. Mm -hmm. One was called Mom and Dad, I'm Gay. And that was about our experience with our younger son, Mark, uh, telling us one evening coming out of the closet, as they say, mm -hmm. uh, that he was gay and what our response to it was and how that response, I think, forever cemented the relationship that we have right. with him. Right. And the other one was called? The Last Legal Prejudice. Yeah. In which we talk about the way that uh, obese people are treated and perceived and the, the kind of uh, obstacles that they face for no other reason other than people don't like fat people. Yeah, and there is no law today that prohibits anybody from saying something like that. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, they cannot discriminate against you because of your, your sexual orientation. They cannot discriminate against you for religion, for color, for any variety of, of things. But for somebody in the workplace to say to you, you know, Pete, you are really one fat son of a bitch or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not a thing that I can do, really. Right. You know, there, there's, there's no law. There, there's no law that, that stops people from being harassed or being made fun of because they're obese. So that's why we called the show The Last Legal Prejudice. So definitely give them a listen and Please share. If, uh, you yeah. know, if you know somebody that you think would benefit from it or that you would just like to you know, introduce to the podcast, please do that. We yeah. really appreciate they it. It helps powerful, us out a lot. Powerful shows. But this week, we're keeping it nice and light, and we're talking about Maureen's family traditions or my family traditions growing up around Thanksgiving time since this is our Thanksgiving show. Right, we're taping this the Saturday before Thanksgiving Day, right. so before the hectic uh, 
holiday preparations take effect. And if you're going away for Thanksgiving, we're portable. Take us along on your listening device or on mm-hmm. your phone. You can listen to our podcast anywhere. It's great to play in the car while you're on your way over the river and through the woods to grandmother's yeah. house. You see what I did with that? I, I do put see that. that. I do see that. Very, you see the idea, I'm man. I'm the idea, <laughs> man. So tell me about growing up and Thanksgiving in your family. Well, Thanksgiving was always at my grandmother's house in Orange, New Jersey. And uh, we would go there, my family, my mom, because we lived the closest, we would go very early in the morning on Thanksgiving to help her get the bird in the oven and get the things started. And we'd come, you know, be like breakfast time, and mom would have stolen out on the table, which is a German coffee cake kind of thing. And she'd put butter on it, and we would sit down and she'd make me a cup of tea and I'd have tea and stolen with her before we really got started with all the Thanksgiving things. And uh, then, you know, the, the kids did just as much as the grown-ups. We went out, we set the table, and we put all the silverware out and the hold of the napkins. And, uh, you know, we, we would have things to do in the kitchen and help her snap the green beans and, you know, just peel the potatoes. We, from a very young age, we were very actively involved. And... Uh, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't like, uh, that was one time when kids did not have to be seen and not heard. We were, we were very much part of the, the planning and the execution of the dinner. So that, that was, you know, how it, it got all set up. Did you do anything on the night before Thanksgiving? No. Okay. No. Um, you know, pretty much, like I said, we would start very early in the morning on Thanksgiving Day. Now, now my le- grandmother might have made some things on her own yeah. beforehand. I don't really remember, um, you know, if she did any like preliminary things. But I think we pretty much just did everything on Thanksgiving Day. Now, did you do anything before the Thanksgiving Day festivities? Like, did you watch the Thanksgiving Day parade? Or like, I know here in New York. We have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other TV stations, historically on Thanksgiving, has run uh, Laurel and Hardy's March of the Wooden Soldiers. Did did you partake of any of that? No. Um, well, I shouldn't say no as definitively as that. We The Macy's Parade would be on the TV. And we would kind of watch, but we didn't sit down and watch it from start to finish. It was on while all these preparations were being taken place and you'd kind of glance at the tv while you were doing stuff but um but march of the wooden soldiers i to this day i don't think i've ever seen i I know it's on and i think that as a kid i would put it on just for something to watch but i don't think i've ever sat through the entire thing maybe we need to do that i don't know (laughs) i don't know i i'm not a big laurel and hardy fan I yeah. appreciate them. I, for some reason, I'm a big Three Stooges fan, as yeah, you know. I know. I'm a big Marx Brothers fan. I'm a big Abbott and Costello fan. Laurel and Hardy, for some reason, I, I kind of miss, or it misses the mark for me. Okay. For some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but but they do. So I, I, if it was on, I'd sit there and I'd watch it until something else got my attention and I, I went <laughs> off and, and, oh, and did look, that. Oh, look, a butterfly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a monarch butterfly. Goodbye, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. 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 Um, and the Thanksgiving Day Parade, I was watching as a kid, uh, but I seem to remember it differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because we're looking at it through the lens of we're older adults now, 
versus looking at it as kids. Yeah. But it seems to me that it's gotten a hell of a lot more commercial. Yes, I think so. And it, it seems to me like as a kid, I seem to remember it being on the air for hours. Yeah. Now, I, it could be just a case I don't of, think it was. I think maybe two hours and, and I done. Don't, I don't know. I just, it seems to me like we would have it on at home before we left from my grandmother's house. It would still be playing when we were at my grandmother's house. And, you know, Santa wouldn't be coming until just about the time we were ready to eat, it seemed like. Yeah, at you the know? end of the parade. At the end of the parade. And that was ours. And I, One I o'clock know. in the morning come, the parade is still going on. They got searchlights going down <laughs> yeah. on the street so you can see. And then the parade ends and they sign off and play the Star Spangled Banner. That's <laughs> <laughs> went all day. Yeah, all day, yeah. It wasn't quite that bad. But yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of in my mind remember it going on for quite a longer time than the, the amount that they watch, that they have now when you watch the parade. Um and I don't remember, as a kid, them doing the pauses for, like, when they got to the grandstand. I don't remember the parade pausing and doing all these Broadway numbers and stuff. I seem to remember, as a kid, that the parade was a parade on TV, and the floats and the, the marching bands were all it. And, you know, there might be a singer on the float that they okay. might kind of tune, you know, tune in as they went by. But I don't remember all these Broadway things and the rockets and all that and kind of stuff, you know. Um, but maybe it was. I, I don't know. Yeah, because now it's like you know, if there's a new TV show on, and and here's the new here's the new FFB Network TV hit, Life with Johnny, and here is Joe Fapala who plays the part of Johnny, who's going to sing blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. And, and you know, and then they, and now here's the new Broadway show about the Temptations, and they're going to sing blah, 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 and they stand there and they do their thing, yeah. and, and off they go. And yeah. I, I don't remember it being that. I, I don't either. Everything is a sell either for a product, a TV show, or a Broadway show, mm -hmm. or a movie. Yeah, and it's like, you know, oh, here's so-and-so, and she's got this movie to be dropped on next week, you know, coming in the theaters near you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I that's one memory. I don't know if I it have. was like that when we were, I don't remember it being that I don't remember way, it like that either, but who knows? Because yeah. when you're a kid, you're waiting for Bullwinkle. <laughs> you're waiting for the Bullwinkle balloon. You're waiting for the Rocky Squirrel balloon or something. You know, you're not you're not really mindful of all of the commercialism that's going on yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Plus, it's not being pitched to you as a kid, so you know you're not. It's not like the products that you want or yeah. anything. You know. So that you know that's kind of what we we kind of watched it, but not exactly. So, what did your Thanksgiving table consist of? Oh, uh, as, well, the, first of all, there was a ton of us there had to be close to 20 people maybe more sometimes um my cousins from philadelphia would come up and they they were there every every thanksgiving and then some some years my cousins from uh massachusetts would come down and surprise us and uh it was always like a happy surprise it wasn't a bad thing but then we'd have to my grandmother would be like quick mo go go put some more plates out you <laughs> know and uh make room at the table and i honestly don't know how we all fit at the table because she had a, a dining room table had a leaf in it it wasn't it was you know a standard size dining room table and then we would add a folding table at the 
far end for all, that was like the kid table. The kiddie table. And my grandmother's house was set up with like an archway between the dining room and the living room so the table could extend into the living room. And that's how they accommodated. But I, I honestly can't picture how we all fit. And mind you, she always had china for everybody, kids and adults, Blue Willow china. She had place settings for, I don't know, 20 people? I don't know. But, um, you know, no paper plates. We did have paper napkins, but she put out the good silverware. And uh, everything was, you know, was all the china. And at the end of the dinner, we all brought the stuff out to the kitchen. My grandfather would wash the dishes, and us kids would dry them. No dishwasher. And um, I, I, I'm in awe when I think of it now, about the amount of work it took to do that. And it was seamless as a kid. You know, like, I don't remember it being a big deal. Everybody, it just was everybody had a part to play, and we all did it, you know? I think in, in my family... Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner were always at one of two places. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it would be at my parents' house. And the Thanksgiving table usually, as, as I recall, was obviously mom, dad, me. And then I had a much beloved aunt and uncle, who was actually my, my dad's kid brother and his wife, Nick and Antoinette Toriello. And their daughter, Joanne, my cousin, mm -hmm. who has always been a sister to me. Yes. Because Joanne and I more or less grew up together uh, for decades and decades uh, until the respecting of our, uh, the passing of our respective parents. Uh, my family and Joanne's family, we would always be together, usually two nights a week. Tuesday night was my mom's bingo night. Mm -hmm. So my dad and I would would get in the car and drive over to his brother's house and hang out for a few hours. And then on Saturday night, either they would come to our house and hang out and, you know, coffee and cake and TV and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, or we would go over there. And we always spent Thanksgiving together and or Christmas together. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say tradition because you know we're talking about your your thanksgiving traditions but there's a difference i think between tradition and what you always do and why don't you explain how you see that because i'm not sure well, i'm glad you asked me i'm not sure that's obvious uh tradition is something that you do because it's it's almost like it's a standard it's 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 like it wouldn't be the same wouldn't be the same if you didn't it's do a it. tradition you know it's like the high school rivalry football game on Thanksgiving. It's a tradition. It's not Thanksgiving if we don't have the rival football game on Thanksgiving. Uh, and I don't recall there being much of that in my family. But then there was what I call the category of stuff we always did. Mm -hmm. And that's what that comes under. They were either at our house or we were at their house. Yeah. But that was it. That, that did not change. Right, right. And the Thanksgiving table was pretty traditional. Uh, turkey and mashed potatoes, gravy. And to be honest with you, I don't know what else my mom made <laughs> when we hosted it because that's all that I wanted as a kid. <laughs> yeah. It was about, you know, soda pop and turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and, hey, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, you know. We would go to Joanne's house. And I think their house was a little bit bigger 
than ours. And so sometimes there would be some other relatives, like some of my father's other brothers would come over and their respective spouse. Uh, and that might be a little bit busier, but it was a bigger dinner because I, I seem to recall that there were like a couple of meals going on <laughs> on the same day because we would start, you know, there, there'd be the antipast. You would have salads and all kinds of stuff like that, but not unusual for pasta and sausage and meatballs to come out. Because after all, we were the Toriellos. Yes, you were. Pasta, sausage, and meatballs to come out first, and you'd fill up on that. Oh, boy. And you'd sit back, and you'd relax a little while, and you bullshit for about an hour or so. And now, dun 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 <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. it's time for the turkey wow and then the big turkey dinner comes out and then dessert, and then dessert. after that all kinds of cakes and pies yeah yeah now we we the turkey dinner was it we didn't do all the pasta thing of course the irish is not going to do that um i i remember uh, we would have like a little um appetizer my my grandmother would splurge and we'd have shrimp cocktails yeah but only Mostly only the adults got the shrimp because it was expensive. And she knew that I loved shrimp, and she always made sure that I had one. But the rest of the kids didn't get that. I think she would put, like, a fruit cup uh, in a, you know, yeah. she'd serve it in, like, a wine glass, a fancy crystal glass. So, like, the, the, you know, the adults had the shrimp, and the kids had, like, a fruit cup or something in, in the, the wine glass. And then uh, I remember putting out, celery i don't know what but like celery sticks like we would munch on that like while things were being because nothing says thanksgiving like a nice piece of celery i actually liked it though yeah you know she would she rinsed it off so it was still kind of wet and you'd you'd sprinkle a little, a little salt. salt on it and the salt would kind of like melt into it yes no like, it is good celery with salt yeah, it, it is it was, good it was good you know and uh, she always had the nuts, a bowl of like the, the nuts with the nutcracker that you had to use. And it was like walnuts and Brazil nuts and uh, pecans and, and all like that in the shells that you had to use the nutcracker for. And that was always put out on the, you know, as like an appetizer, I guess you'd say. And then um, our, our regular meal was all the traditional, like you said, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, cranberry sauce. And... Uh, she just did a variety of vegetables. I kind of remember green beans and uh, what else? Oh, the, the onions. She she liked the uh, pearl onions in like yeah. a cream sauce. And that was something that got, that got to be a tradition because like my grandmother always made it. And then when my grandmother passed and my mothers took over the thing, she would make it. And oh, is that the stuff that we used to call the lumps? The, the kids call them the white lumps. Who 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 made the? Do, do we have the white lumps this year? I'm not making white lumps. Nobody really eats them. Yeah, but it was a tradition, you know, because <laughs> my grandmother liked them, I guess, and yeah. I, I know my mother liked them, but I don't remember anybody else really digging in and saying, mm, yeah. "Give me some of that." Yeah, but it was kind of like it wouldn't be Thanksgiving if you didn't have the white lumps, you know. <laughs> now I remember the, the little setup that your mother would do. On Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. she would take out all the dishes and the bowls, <coughs> and she would, she would like write names on them or something. She would put well. She would have the vegetable bowls and you know assorted in sundry bowls from all different 
sources, so they were all yeah. different sizes. And she would figure out how many bowls she needed for whatever side dishes. And, you know, let's face it, some things require a deeper bowl or a bigger bowl, like mashed potatoes. You can have more of those. You need a nice deep bowl for them, whereas maybe the string beans could go in a more shallow one. So she would plan it ahead. She's very OCD, and she would put a little piece of paper in each bowl. And That's this, right. This is for mashed potatoes. This is for corn. This is for green beans. That's right. And she would have them set out on the table so that when it came time to dish everything out, it was all nice and smooth. So I, I do remember coming into your, I don't know if we were dating then or newly married or what, but I remember coming into your house and she would have the dishes lined up on the mm -hmm. table with, with the little tags with in them. The and I tags. was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, and my brother used to annoy the heck out of her because he'd go in and switch them. And, you know, like I said, she had a real reason why it had to be why the mashed potatoes had to be in this bowl and not that bowl. But he would switch them around, and then uh, when it came time to dish them out, if they, it, you might end up with the mashed potatoes and only having the little bowl left, and then it'd be like, oh, Drew was at it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, is there any one particular Thanksgiving that stands out in your memory? Well, the the one that does is kind of a, a sad, happy one. Um, it, it, it I was in in high school, and I was uh, this was my first date, and usually I would not have gone to the Thanksgiving Day football game, but there's you know it was the first time being asked out by a boy, and you know I was like please 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 is that can the guy that made his own ties. Yeah, that was okay. John. John. <laughs> so, you, you know. Actually he, a nice guy. I spoke to him years ago on the phone. He yeah. called Maureen just to say, hi, how you doing? How's life? And I said, get lost. She's married. Okay. No, I was, I was very <laughs> gracious. Very I was very, very cordial. And, and he was a nice guy. Yeah, he was. But remember you told me he used to knit his own ties. Not knit, sew them. Sew them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um. This was my first date ever with a boy, and we were going. Yeah, it's me to go to the the football game, so uh, we went to the football game. And that same week, maybe a day or two before Thanksgiving, my aunt Kay had passed away. Mm. So, um, you know, Thanksgiving was a little bit off that year anyway. And we went to the game, and. After and Columbia won. My high school was Columbia High School with Maplewood. It they won and they never won. I mean, they they were had a crappy football team and they were lost more often than they won. We happened to win that day. So I come up, up to my grandmother's ready for Thanksgiving, you know, and I'm I'm all happy. I had just had my first date, first kiss, uh, you know, Columbia won, and I'm like ah. And I walk in, and it's like I forgot for the moment yeah. that Aunt Kay's funeral was going to be in a few days and that you know everybody was going to be sad. And it was just kind of like put the brakes on when I came in. And I remember it being a very jarring uh, experience for Thanksgiving that year. Yeah. See, in our family, it would have been, Aunt, the bad news is Aunt Kay is dead. The good news is, who wants turkey? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody, well, you know, and she died fairly young, and yeah. it was kind of 
unexpected and it, you know it, it it was a sad day yeah and uh but it was a happy day too for me because of those other things yeah you know? and it's yeah a, i remember the the conflict in my mind of the two being stands out in my mind as you know i think the thanksgiving day that stands out most in my mind is i was a kid and we were going to have thanksgiving at my aunt and uncle's house that year Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving in our family would start on the night before because there was all kinds of cooking going on. It was very serious business. You know, if you're, if you're from an Italian family, as I was, obviously, cooking is a very serious thing. And it starts the night before. And so they would already be making the meatballs. And amongst Italian families, meatballs are like, <laughs> it, it, it's almost a status thing. You got meatballs? You got to try my meatballs. You got a meat? No, you don't have a meatball. You got to go to my meatball. Cause <laughs> my meatball has got this in it. I put more parsley in my meatball. And the, so it was a whole it's big a competition. Uh, the, the yeah. Competition was a whole big thing. And it would start the night before. So there's all kinds of activity going on the night before. And Joanne and I decide that we are going to build a chain out of paper. And we're going to make it, hopefully, <laughs> long enough to encircle the whole block. And we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, and we're bringing out the chain, and we're going to wrap it around. We're going to go down Heathcote Avenue and all the way around, and we're going to make a chain. And so we're downstairs, and we've got piles of construction paper, all different colors construction paper. And we've got the white glue. Mm-hmm. Like the right. paste, the paste. Kind of, yeah. Now that white pasty glue, it's not good for anything. You know, it's okay when you're in kindergarten, first grade, something like that. Yeah. But beyond that, that stuff doesn't hold. Yeah. Together. Yeah. You know, especially if it rains. And I think we had ra- a little bit of rain the next oh, day, boy. so some of them got a little wet. So Joanne and I are down there for hours, cutting out these strips and pasting them together, and we make this big long chain, and it was great because we enjoyed it. Kept you know, kept us out of the family's hair upstairs cooking Mm -hmm. and whatever. And the next day comes and we decide, okay, let's take the chain out. Let's wrap it around the block. And we carry out this big paper chain. And I think it got down maybe one side of the street. Yeah. You know, we were way short, way, (laughs) way short. But we start walking the thing down the street, stretching it out, and it's coming apart. Oh, no. It's starting to break apart. And we've, we're out there with the fish glue and trying to put, you know, put it together with the, the white paste. But more important, I think, is the time that Joanne and I spent together mm-hmm. doing this. And I remember writing a, I don't know if it was a poetry or, or prose, but I wrote a piece about the two cousins who were very close and about the chain that they constructed out of paper. And even though the chain has long since fallen apart and deteriorated and doesn't exist anymore, the love between the two cousins continues. Oh, that's very sweet. You know, and I, and I think I wrote and I gave it to her or something, mm-hmm. but I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if she still has it or, yeah, or not. Yeah, probably not, but, but yeah. But that particular Thanksgiving and that event Mm-hmm. stands out in my mind amongst all of the, the yeah, thanksgivings it's a happy memory yeah it That's was very nice it was yeah. and maureen and i certainly hope 
that you will be sharing uh, some happy times with your friends and family this coming Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to have uh, our younger son, Mark, and his fiance, Mark, we refer to as Mark C, because our son is Mark with a K. And our daughter, Kim, is coming, and it's going to be Maureen and I. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, unfortunately, Sean won't be able to come because he's with his partner's family right, on that day. Right. So, but we'll, we'll be thinking of you, Sean, and we will be more than happy to eat your share of, <laughs> <laughs> more food of, for of us. the dinner and have your, your share of the beer. Okay. And it's time now. We know you love it. We know you wait for it. It's the Sonic Boomers Trivia Quiz. Yes. And uh, you got a question for me I there, kid? I sure do. Okay. And this one, uh, I, I know, I, I think you might know, but I know somebody that will know this one, most okay. definitely. Who's going to know this? Joe Caroselli, our super fan, Joe okay. Caroselli, because he's a drummer, and this question is about drums. This is in the TV category. Okay. And it's it, the question is, what make of drums did Ringo Starr do his thing with on the Ed Sullivan show when the Beatles appeared? I know this. You, mm. you don't even have to start the clock. Okay. I know this. Okay. But again, we paid a lot of money for the sounder, so... <laughs> God forbid that I spend money and then not use the thing. It's a suspense. <laughs> Ludwig. Yes. That's it. They were Ludwig drums. And I guarantee you, Caroselli would know that oh, I, off the I'm, top of I'm his sure, head. I'm sure. Because he'll be, Mr. Microphone, Joe calls me Mr. Microphone. Mr. Microphone, I, I'm a drummer. I'm a drummer, see? And I, I know these things. I've been drumming since Jesus was in, in knee pants. I've been a drummer. And I know Ludwig, there's also, there's also Slingerling drums, too. And but but Ludwig is better, and that's the one that Ringo starred, and it was the kit number eight sixteen B to be. Pre- but the, the but the symbols were probably Mr. Microphone. The symbols were probably Zildjian symbols because any drummer worth his salt is going to have Zildjian symbols. But but they were Ludwig drums, and I and I and I can't think that you would even think that I wouldn't know that. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> right, that's, that's going to be. I guarantee you, I'm going to get a voicemail from Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, you ready for yours? I am ready. Okay, here we come. This this might be a tough one. Okay. This might I'm be a waiting. tough one. I'm going to the publishing category. All right. Okay. Who wrote Siddhartha? Mm-hmm. Your time begins now. Oh, I think I know this one. This would be something if we're two for two today. Okay, go ahead. Herman Hesse. That is absolutely correct. Yes, we that had to read that in high school. Absolutely correct, Herman Hesse. We had to read that in high school. It's part of you know, required reading, and I remember going to the movie. Do you remember the movie? It was a god awful movie. Boring yes. as all yes. get out. I think we went to see it. I think we were dating when we went to see it. Probably. Probably. And and. Yeah, the two of us were like, did we just spend six dollars? <laughs> a whole six a bucks. A whole six bucks to go see that movie. Yeah, I remember that and I, I think it was pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. Really boring. You know, yeah. maybe if we saw it today, it would still be boring. Maybe. <laughs> hey, that's gonna do it for uh, this week's edition of the Sonic Boomers Podcast, program number eighty-four. Don't forget. There's a whole bunch of them, all of them. All the legacy episodes are available for you to listen to or for you to watch. And we would love it if you did. We would love it 
even more if you send us a note about how you enjoy the Sonic mm-hmm. Boomers podcast or don't enjoy it. As we know it's not everybody's cup of tea, uh, but we like it. Uh, <laughs> and you can send it to us at sonicboomers at protonmail.com. Sonicboomers at protonmail.com. So have a great Thanksgiving, everybody, and we'll see you on the other side of the holiday until the next show. Uh, it is rumored that I am still Pete Toriello. And I'm Maureen Toriello. And now, do us a big favor. Get out there and make some noise. noise.